Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first episode of the Con Hour. Now, just to let y'all know about the Con Hour, this is not anything about convicts or conniving or con artists. What we're doing is we're bringing convention panels to y'all. And one of the things that I am doing or trying to do is get a few patrons up. So my patrons, what they'll do is they'll have access to private shows when they come up. And they'll also be able to select guests or help me select guests, depending on how much they're going to cost for those private shows. I did put a link just now so y'all can hop in at any time and look. But that is the main thing. And y'all can catch me on iHeartRadio, YouTube, or Facebook. Y'all will have actually your own private group on Facebook so things can be discussed. And everything, of course, is live, so y'all can ask questions at any time. But today we're with Lydia Mann and Tess Primack, and we're going to be discussing audiobooks, which both me and Lydia have, and our narrator, of course, Broadway actress Tess Primack, which we're glad to have her with us. I'm and happy to be afterward, here. And afterwards, we'll be discussing a program that she runs called Broadway from Home, which is really great program and I would suggest people trying to get into it if they can especially for their kids I know kids love things like that but with the year that we've had um, it's been rough for everybody so let's get with Lydia and ask her about her audiobook which is I think the Nightmare King yep the Nightmare King Shadow of Dragons 1 which is the story of a brother and a sister who travel to the land of dreams with the help of a big black dragon named Shadow, who's a good guy, because I love dragons, um, who just happens to have a British accent for some reason. Um, <laughs> and uh, to, they rescue someone they love from the dungeon of the Nightmare King. It's uh, a little bit Narnia-esque um, in its flavor. And Tess did the audio book for me and she was completely awesome. <laughs> And it was, it's my first audiobook. Um, and it was a surreal experience hearing someone else's interpretation of the characters and hearing the characters that I've had inside me all those years come to life. Um, and she did an excellent, excellent job. Yay! Mm -hmm. And, yeah. um, and, you know, we had some fun comments back and forth when we were working on the book. And uh, it, but one of my first questions for her was, can you do a British accent? Because my dragon's British. He's just got to be British. I hear him British. <laughs> so and I was like, it's one of my favorite accents. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I had I had heard Tess um, do Greg's um, novella. Um, Tess, Law Woman from of the West, um, and I heard I heard her voice, and I was like, "Man, she's really good." And then we sort of met through a Zoom meeting, and I was like, "The whole meeting, I'm sitting there going, she's one, she's one, she's one." <laughs> so, um, so the rest was kismet. <laughs> well, it was such a pleasure to work with both of you. I loved narrating both of your books; it was a total blast. Well. What was one thing that got you into voice acting, I should say, because we we both know that you're a Broadway actress, but what got you into voice acting? Um, well, when I was 
when I was little, I always had trouble sleeping. So I grew up listening to audiobooks, um, which I think actually was pretty influential um, on me as an actress, because luckily all of the audiobooks I listened to had fabulous narrators. Um, and I have a bunch of friends who were in voiceover and our audiobook narrators and producers. And I was like, oh, that sounds like fun. Like I could do that. I grew up listening to that. You know, I, that was like a big part of my childhood. So um, I just feel like I, I just, it just sort of happened serendipitously. I know. I think I did test last year and it was right after the virus, the pandemic started. And that was one thing that got me going. Lydia, what was one thing that got you going for the audiobooks? You know, I had been planning towards, um, you know, finding someone to do the audiobook. And um, it was kind of in the middle of all the pandemic y stuff um, when, uh, when we had our Zoom meeting um, of a bunch of authors that meet on Monday night, and Tess came on, and you guys talked about producing audiobooks and sort of what that looks like. and sort of the steps involved and everything. And I just thought, you know, there's no time like the present. <laughs> and so, you know, it, it, I was like everybody else. And, and I knew Tess was a little bit at loose ends because they had just closed Broadway and, uh, you know, kind of sucked to be her at that point, <laughs> um, along with all of her friends that work on Broadway. And I thought, well, uh, she might have time. <laughs> and... Um, <laughs> You know, it's kind of like everybody else. We just made huge adjustments last year. We just did it. Um, so I just took that leap of faith and it, it happened. And it's been it's been fun. It's been an awesome experience. Um, and something I would like to throw out to all our audience friends. If you are the, one of the first three people to email me. Lydia, L-Y-D-I-A, at manrights.com. That's M-A-N-N-W-R-I-T-E-S.com. And tell me that you saw this podcast. Um, I will send you an Audible link where you can listen to The Nightmare King for free. Free, free, free. Ooh. Yeah. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, I have a few I have a few of the free links left. left so... Um, it's, uh, it's totally cool. All right. Somebody just posted, I can't imagine hearing your own book being read aloud by someone else. It just says Facebook user. So sorry in the comments, but yes, it's, it's mind blowing. Absolutely mind blowing. <laughs> it, it's a very unique experience. And I have to say when, I don't know if Lydia went through this because she met Tess and I think got tests immediately. So she did not have to listen to all the auditions that I had to listen to, to get somebody to read it. And you would be surprised the different narrations between the different people. And I mean, it could be from East coast to West coast, North to South. You're going to have the different accents. You actually have different people from different countries bringing it in. So, I mean, it's very, unique experience. And if you have a book, I would suggest doing it. Now, I know they offer, you can either pay straight up or you can do a split with the person, which I, I'm a straight up person. I, of course, my book was not as long as others. So it was a little bit more affordable, but I'm trying to get my Alonica book series into a 
audiobook, but that's 13 hours. And you can imagine you have to pay somebody 13 hours to read one book. And you pay by the hour. That is for sure. Now, I just mentioned what I have coming up. Lydia, Tess, do y'all have anything coming up with audiobooks? Tess, I'll let you go first. <laughs> I don't have anything in particular with audiobooks. I mean, I, I um, continue to work um, on some voiceover things and auditioning and working with different clients. Um, but yeah, nothing right now with, with uh, audiobooks, but I, you know, I, I love doing it. It's always just so much fun. I love creating all the different characters, especially, you know, when they have fun accents, like in your two books. Um, so uh, nothing right now coming up, but we'll see, you know, we don't know what the future holds. Uh, um, do, do we have, do we have a voiceover adding to your repertoire there? possibly yeah instead I mean, of just sometimes. voice or broadway yeah yeah no i i um i have a uh voiceover person who i get auditions from so i'm always kind of i'm in and out of a lot of different worlds you know i'm an actor so <laughs> we we get to be flexible and have our hands in many different pots <laughs> <laughs> so we might we might hear you uh narrating some you know colgate commercial or something uh, so. fingers crossed yeah fingers crossed exactly yeah <laughs> yeah she she might be a future transformer you never know there you go i'm in i'm in i'll take <laughs> that would be cool what about you Lydia? well right now i'm kind of in life has thrown me um, a nice curveball but it's all it's all working out um it's just i had to take a pause on writing for right now um i'm in the process of moving so Anybody who's done that lately, you know, you understand, um, you know, packing and um, buying a house and selling a house and all that stuff. So I'm right in the middle of all of that. So uh, nothing really is going to happen with me writing audio. Not, nothing. Not right now. Um, for, but once I get settled, um, I am going to be very focused on some manuscripts that I've got, you know, in various stages. Um and as they are completed, um, I will be reaching out to um, my favorite um, audio person um, to see if she's available. And if she's not, then we'll find we'll find somebody else. But that's okay. Oh, I'm always available for you, Lydia. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, um, audio books um, are. I mean, well, first of all, as we all know, they are an expanding market, just huge, 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 um, because we're all on the go. Um, we're all, you know, everybody you see, you know, just going jogging, walking around the store, whatever, almost everybody's got something in their ear. And a lot of people are listening to podcasts and audiobooks and things like that. Um, and uh, I know for me, I'm an Audible member, member and have been for gosh, I don't know, five or six years. Um, and I'm like, Tess, um, you know what? I don't know if she's still this way, but she's a kid. She fell asleep listening to books. That's what I do. Um, if, if my brain's doing this, you know, then it's like, all right, let's plop on a, an audio book. And I have a few favorites that, you know, it's like, I don't mind falling asleep in the middle of the plot. So I don't have to back up and find where I left off. <laughs> um, so um, I'm partial to British mysteries. Um, so, yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, so that, that's kind of what life, life is doing right now. So, but yeah, there's definitely, there's definitely audiobooks in the future. Definitely. Well, that's, that's always good. Cause like I said, I'm working up mine. I know we both tried a Kickstarter, which didn't do too good. 
I do appreciate everybody who did support it. Just so y'all know, I yep. do appreciate that very much. So me too, me too. And I, I think the time of year was wrong. To be honest with you, it was right after the holidays, and I think yours was during or right yeah, before the holidays. Yeah, it was so. bad timing, and that's bad okay. Timing. You know, it, it was it was the first time for me. I don't know about you. Uh, I'd never done one before, so hey, we we learned a lot, and that's the other thing about all of this whole creative process. It's like, hey, okay, I learned something. Yeah. Move on. Yes, everything, <laughs> everything's a learning experience. And like Lydia said, when you're an author, your head just goes constantly and constantly because your stories that you're working on or trying to work on are always right here. And it takes a while to try to get to sleep. Of course, my wife would argue with that because as soon as my head hits the pillow, I'm out. <laughs> oh, you're one of those. You're so lucky. I, I am one of those, but I usually wake up early. I'm usually up about, I'd say about 6.30, 6, 6.30 is wow. when I get up. So, yeah, I go to bed a little bit earlier than everybody else. But just so you is that know. that when you do your best writing in the morning? No, actually, mine's in the afternoon. But here's hmm. a picture of Lydia's book. I did share the link already. In thank the, you. Thank so you. Thank you. Definitely go and check it out, everybody. It is a wonderful story. Thank you. Well, I have to tell a funny story um, on the process when we were working on the Nightmare King test and I, um, when I was doing the final review of all the audio files, you have to sit and listen and make notes, you know, um, and, um, so I'm, you know, I've got my headphones on and I'm, you know, taking little notes and, um, and, um, I'm from Texas. So, uh, and Tess ain't from around here <laughs> originally. East and Coast girl. <laughs> and so we, there was a certain word about a certain kind of tree that down here we pronounce it a little differently. And I just had to laugh the first time I heard her pronounce this word. And that is pecan. Because <laughs> how do y'all say it up there? Pecan. Exactly. <laughs> so I busted out laughing. And then I thought, it's not wrong. So I'm not going to ask her to re-record every time yeah, she I was like, said I don't think you had me correct I didn't. That. I didn't. <laughs> but because I was like, all right, that's a total regional thing. Some people say pecan. Some people say pecan. It's like tomato and tomato <laughs> or mater, as we say down here in Texas. And so I, that was one of those funny little moments. I don't think I even told you. I sort of forgot because um, we were trying to get those last little bits in and get them done. So anyway, but that was one of those funny little things that you're you're like, oh, yeah, they do pronounce things a little bit differently in other parts of the world that aren't Texas. <laughs> I have to say, in Tess, Law Woman of the West, there was one word, the exact same thing. I didn't say anything because it didn't bother me because I knew its geographical locations. But the pronunciation was just, it threw me for a loop when I heard it. And I would actually have to go back and listen to the book to figure out which figure word. Figure out which word. Now I'm going to oh, go back man, and re-listen. <laughs> Yeah. There, there's just one word, <laughs> but but, I have but to it say, is funny. Uh, yeah. I, I love the audiobook, and 
I know people are reading it and they're putting reviews up. And that's the other thing, people. Please leave a review. Please, please. Definitely <laughs> leave a review. It, it's like candy to an author. And it's not any candy. It's our favorite candy. <laughs> yes, it is. Plus, um, Amazon and Audible, basically any of the book selling sites have that magic algorithm. And of course, it changes every five minutes. But there is that magic algorithm about, you know, the number of reviews and things. So, so if you love an author, uh, it doesn't matter if it's one of us or, you know, James Patterson. Leave a review. <laughs> Even if it's just, hey, this was a fun read. That's plenty. That's good. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> now, just so y'all know, the cons and the conventions are coming back. And I know Lydia and I will both be at Comic Conroe, which you can see the list of guests. It's actually July 23rd through 25th. So definitely check out the show. There's going to be great entertainment. And next up, we're going to be talking about Tess, about one of the programs that she, I believe, helps coordinate, if not one of the main coordinators. I'm not going to say for sure which, but it's going to be Broadway from Home. Now, this is a great project that they're doing, and I'm going to let her explain a little bit more about that. And I'm actually going to post their website. And while she's talking about it, hit it, Tess. Oh, thank you so much. Um, yeah, I am the co-founder of Broadway From Home. We started it uh, in uh, March of last year. Um, it's uh, based on a pre-existing summer program, um, which is where we got a lot of our audience. Um, and then since then, uh, we've had kids from all around the world um, uh, come together uh, for this program, which is really amazing. It's uh, <clears throat> a virtual um uh, a theater program. And what we do is we host masterclasses. Um, we do private, or I do private coaching with students, whether they're prepare, preparing for college or they're just wanting to improve their acting or singing. Um, so if you are interested in some private coaching, check out my website, testprimac.com. I would love to work with you. Um, so I work with kids all around the country um, in private lessons. Um, and then also what we do is we work with pre-existing programs um, and we coordinate with their school and essentially we bring Broadway actors to come coach their students uh, to uh, produce a, um, a live uh, virtual um, cabaret, which is a lot of fun. So the kids get to work with Broadway actors, Broadway actors get to get paid and it, everybody wins <laughs> and it's a lot of fun. Um, so if you uh, are in an arts program that is interested in collaborating with Broadway from home, you can just uh, shoot me an email at myname at gmail.com. Um, we'd love to work with you. Um, but it's been such a bright spot in this very, very um, strange uh, year that we've had. Um, and it's been just a total joy to bring arts to kids all around the country and sometimes all around the world um, uh, through theater. So that's that's what I've been working on for the past couple months. <laughs> now, one of the things that when you talk about coaching, do you work with the voices and how to lower and higher pitch? Yeah, yeah, just um, working on monologues, um, uh, character development, specificity, um, and then some. And then we, I coach students on songs, um, basically acting a song. Um, and yeah, a lot of it is uh, kids who are who are auditioning for college programs. Sometimes it's just kids who are just getting into it, um, and it's just a lot of fun. Um, and uh, 
has just been a great joy of mine to be able to to fill my time with teaching for this past year. It's it's been something that has been new and wonderful um, and has just been such a gift. Now, one of the things that you did last year is you all had a program. I'm trying to think exact dates. It was like August, September, October. I can't remember exactly. Are y'all going to be having another program like that? We we very well may have a, a virtual. We had a, a sold out virtual summer camp last year. Uh, which is a lot of fun. And we actually may start doing some in-person things um, uh, coming up, which would be so exciting. I mean, we'll see how the world opens up. Um, but if not, then we will totally be having another virtual summer program. So check out bewayfromhome.com for more information concerning upcoming things, because we don't know what the world is holding for us yet. But uh, I'm sure Broadway From Home will, will be doing something exciting. So send us your kids. We would love to have them. <laughs> Definitely. It will give the parents a breakaway. Now, Seriously. you were talking also about teaching them. Now, when y'all teach them like the voices and how do y'all do the choreography online? Or do y'all so do what we that? do? Is, yeah, what we do is we um, we hire uh, a, a Broadway performer um, to come and teach the kids. Um, and it's, it's, I mean, it's all done virtually. And then what we do is because uh, music is, um, there's a lag on Zoom. Uh, so what we do is we pre-record everything. And so for our live shows, our dancing is all like uh, pre-recorded and we do like cool little graphics with it. And it's it's a lot of fun. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's basically a dance class, but it's just, you're just in front of your computer. Oh, that's... Uh, yeah, I'm sure that this past year, um, parents and kids alike were delighted that this was available because, oh my gosh, um, you know, I don't have kids myself, but I live in a neighborhood full. <laughs> and uh, so I, you know, I sort of walked that journey with some of my neighbors and, you know, trying to keep kids, um, you know, engaged. mentally and physically engaged. And, you know, especially, um, you know, when, when we weren't really sure, you know, early spring and summer, like how that was going to go. And um, so, yeah, so I, I applaud you guys for doing that. Um, Thank and, you. Uh, and I work with, in my other life, I work with summer camps. And so um, I am going to be sharing your information with a certain, especially a certain Northeast girls camp that um, I work with that I think would be right up y'all's alley. Yeah, please. <laughs> we would, we would, we love, we love collaborating with programs that are already, that already exist. It's a yeah. lot of fun to like bring their kids who already know each other and the faculty who already know each other and be able to coordinate something for them that gives the kids a chance to work with these Broadway professionals and also like do a, like a live show. Right. Um, so even right. though you can't really see the audience or hear the audience, the show is live and it really gives you the same experience. Yep. It feels like you're doing a live show because you are, it's just, it happens to be in front of your computer. There you go. Um, there you go. Yeah. So cool. Well, I, I definitely, I actually joined the show last year, not being a part of it, but joined so I could watch it. And that was something that y'all, I really enjoyed that. Y'all had different singers Aww. on it and, and it was for a great cause. And hey, I have thanks to so say, much for watching. And it was, it was fun. And hearing them sing different versions of song of somebody else. I mean, it was just, again, it goes back to the audio books. It's listening to your book and somebody else's voice. Now you mm -hmm. can read it yourself, but I don't know if I could do that for 13 hours. And like you said, <laughs> you you actually have to watch the throat and the voice when you're doing audiobooks and singing. You have mm -hmm. to be very careful. 
Yeah, no, you definitely have to protect yourself. And I mean, say a book is 13 hours long when you're listening to it, that person probably for every hour that's recorded, it's probably three hours of work for every hour or four hours or sometimes five, depending on, you know, mistakes and things. Um, so it's actually talking even more than much more than 13 hours. So yeah, it's important. Vocal health is very, very important, which is why I always recommend people to hire um, actual actors to do their books, especially if they're longer, just because um, you really need somebody who's trained and knows how to be able to sustain their voice for that amount of time. Well, and also, yeah, also having the character sound a certain way at the beginning of the book and have them still sound that way by the end of the book. Um, Consistency is key. Yeah, and I know, you know, for me, I just absolutely knew, um, even if I could survive recording my own book, uh, there was no way I could pull off the voices and the accents and, and give the reader or listener the experience that I wanted to present. I mean, you know, when when we write a book, um, and, and especially like The Nightmare King, because it was my first published book, um, you know, that's your baby. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and so um, I knew I couldn't pull it off. So I was like, I got to find somebody I trust that can actually can actually has the chops to do it. And mm -hmm. and Tess did. So yay, thank you. Yay, Tess. It's all about oh. it's it's all about just pe keeping people engaged and interested, and especially with kids' books, they're so fun. You know, there's the variety of characters, especially with the the two books that I narrated for you. It's just like. There's so much action and adventure, and it's just it's a total ball. Well, I have to give Tess high praise because uh, Greg's book is set in the Old West. And mm -hmm. um, so Tess had to convince, a t you know, first of all, Greg, you know, <laughs> to, you know, that he could that she could pull off a Western, you know, sounding accent. <clears throat> but I, as a listener, you know. I was like, can she actually pull this off? I mean, really? Come on. Yes, yes, she does. It's it, it's an honor that it's an honor that I from two people from Texas that you that you bought into it. You're That's, like you're like an honorary Texan now. <laughs> I, I feel that way. I yeah. feel that way, Lydia. Can you say y'all? Well, <laughs> y'all well, is one an of the honor. <laughs> one of the tough things with my book is because not only is it Western. But it goes back in the time where Tess is younger. So mm -hmm. you actually had to do the younger version along with the actual age. And I didn't do it where it was just young and then kept that at that age. It was actually Tess growing up. So I can imagine that that was pretty difficult itself. It was fun. I, it was, you know, it, it wasn't so crazy. It was, it's a lot of, you know, kids voices. It's, it's a lot of fun to do. It's just like a different character. Um, except that they, you know, grow up. Um, but yeah, no, actually the, them, it was, it was a fun little challenge having it be like the younger Tess and then older Tess. That was cool. But yeah, out of, I, I was, I, between 12 and 16 auditions, Tess was actually the one that did it a little bit properly. I mean, I've had, again, different locations. So you're going to get different sounds and some of them. And the other thing is, is the word stressing, the proper word stressing. And that was a big key for me. It's like you had some, I had people stress the word 
that. And it's like, you don't need to stress the word that. <laughs> and again, stressing is a big key, at least for me. And for those who are scared, Audible is not that hard. It's very easy, especially for authors. And then once you get it out there, they will come. It's basically field of dreams. You build it, they will come. It's guaranteed. And then you just have to pick the right person. Yep. And again, yep, yep. for me and Lydia, of course, it was Tess. <laughs> yep. <laughs> we were very fortunate. <laughs> I was very fortunate. It's, you know, it's, it's always very important to work with people that you enjoy working with that are easy collaborators. And it was just, again, so much fun to work with both of you on your separate books. Just, you know, so much ease and creativity, you know, how does it get any better than that? <laughs> well, and I think that, um, you know, there is that your, you know, Tess is good at what she does. She's trained for this. Um, mm -hmm. You know, Greg and I are, are, I'll just say decent writers, um, <laughs> unless they were great, but you know, it's like, but we've trained for this, you know, it's, it's like, you don't go out and run a marathon without training for it first. Um, not that I would ever run a marathon. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I barely survived fun runs. Okay. But, um, you know, but it's, it's like, um, you're making an investment in your project when you hire a professional to, to you know, record your book. Now, it doesn't mean that um, an author can't do it. I've met some authors that have brilliant voices. It's like the first question you ask them are, "Do you do voiceover work?" And they're like, "No, but everybody always says that." You know, I'm like, well, "Maybe you should consider it." You know, but I know for me, um, I don't think I have an accent. But I think to compare to the, the rest of the world, I might sound a little bit funny. Um, so again, I couldn't pull off the performance and that's what it is. An audiobook is a performance, um, mm -hmm. you know, and, and I, you know, when you're on audible or you listen to a lot of audiobooks, you do sort of find your favorite people. And I've discovered different authors because of the narrator, you know, it's like, Oh, that person did this book too. Hmm. I'll go check that out. <laughs> so uh, we do have one. One comment here, doing different accents must help test with future acting jobs. I mean, you know, it's, it it's always good to, it's always good to stretch your muscles um, with accents. Um, they're always a lot of fun. Um, I go in for a lot of stuff with accents. So it's, you know, it's always good to say hello to that voice <laughs> for a while. <laughs> <laughs> now, now you had mentioned that you were in, I'll just say a certain part of Texas. I won't say which part, but when you came down here, did you try to adapt to the voices? I mean, do you have that mentality in your head when you go somewhere or do you just try to be yourself or when you hear somebody talking, it's automatically you pick it up. I got to tell you, I was so bummed when I was there because I didn't hear anybody with an authentic Southern accent. And I felt like such a shame. <sighs> I was so bummed about it. I was so ready to hear it. I was just around people who sounded like me. Uh, we're going to have to get you out, out get, here. Come hang out with of... Greg and I. <laughs> we'll introduce you to some of the relatives. Please. Yeah, yeah sounds great. Sounds great. We got you know, people around here. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, people, what, you know, what's that cartoon with Boom Power? Uh, oh, the guy that mumbles all the time. Oh. <clears throat> anyway. The, uh, oh, anyway. From the producers of The Simpsons. Anyway. But there's a character named Boom Power, and he mumbles all the time. And I'm like, I have East Texas relatives that talk like that. <laughs> That's not really a joke. <laughs> so. Uh, well. That's going to be the end of the show. And I want to thank everybody for participating today. And I definitely want to thank Lydia and Tess for being on today. This is our first episode. Next week, we will have Marty Ray from Marty Ray Project. He is actually an independent singer-songwriter. So please enjoy the show. He's had over 2 million YouTube hits. So oh. got to be good. <laughs> And I do have a special announcement that will be coming up towards the end of April over a guest that's going to be having in May. And again, please join the patron. You'll be able to help decide on which guests. You'll be able to have your own podcast basically with them. You do get rewards other than that. So check it out. And again, visit Tess Primac on bewayfromhome.com or you can Lydia made a special offer. Lydia, do you want to type that in quick if you can? Sure. For your email for the first I three can't. people. Of course, you could have them already. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Well, uh, <laughs> I can't really figure out how to type into the comments. So, uh, what was it? It's anyway, my email address, Lydia, L Y D I A, at man writes, M A N N W R I T E S dot com. The first three people that email me and tell me that they've seen the podcast um, and would like a free Audible link, just let me know and you can hear Tess do the Nightmare King. And then you can leave us a review. Yes, definitely. <laughs> please, please, please. <laughs> and after, again, this is for like comic conventions on April 17th, which will be my birthday. Yay. Yay. I'm going to have Dagacom, which is going to be a, Comic Con that they're having out in Dayton. They will be on air. I think their con is either the first or second weekend in May. I don't know the precise date. And we'll talk about what they're having on their at their show. Now, they talked about live wrestling. Now, is it going to be on TV or is it going to be at the show? That will be very interesting to find out. And again, I would like to thank you all, Tess and Lydia and all the viewers for watching the show today. And can't wait for next weekend. Adio.